Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with Moira Kasaba. And today, 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 you are going to be blown away by my dear friend, Coach Dar. She just launched a brand new book called The Art of Bouncing Back. She's a board certified occupational therapist, but more importantly, not more importantly, but that's kind of her background. She's the CEO and founder of Performance Meets Purpose Consulting. She has been speaking all over the country for many, many years. And guys, she coaches through mental performance, some of the best of the best of the best athletes in every sport known to man. But most importantly, she is one of my favorite people, like somebody that you just want more of in your life. She is a tiny little thing, a tiny little package in this huge, huge, huge spirit that just her light radiates almost more than anyone I've met. The moment we met, we hit it off and we've been talking ever since. And I cannot wait for you to get to know Coach Dar today on the podcast. So let's dig in. All right, here we are. My girl, Coach Dar is in the house. I am so excited. I'm so excited to see your beautiful face. I'm so excited to connect we met just a couple, gosh, was it even a couple months ago? Maybe not even that yeah. at an event in Tampa. You are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> a little teeny tiny force to be reckoned with, meaning your size. <laughs> and you're doing such incredible work in the world. And I want to give everybody this beautiful introduction, but I, I, I honestly, it's your spirit and your soul and your message that impresses me beyond measure. You know, it is just your humanness. So yes, you have this extensive background. And I just want to say the way that I tell, told, just told my kids, I was like, I'm getting ready to hop on a podcast with somebody that, you know, coaches the best athletes in the world. <laughs> and so you are a mindset coach mm-hmm. to high, high, high level athletes, mm-hmm. but you have a, kind of a different background from where that all started. And so I would like to ask you this pivotal question. Who is Coach Dar? How would you <laughs> define that? And then of course your story yeah. is so powerful. So mm-hmm. will you start there? Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I seriously feel like we've known each other for years. Yes. That's how connected and that's that's our souls connected. So mm-hmm. I love your heart and I love you. And so this I'm grateful that you're having me on and to oh. share with your group and your circle. So thank you. Absolutely. When you ask who Coach Dar is, you know, I when I get asked this question, I the first thing that always comes to mind, and I said this to Brooke, I was like, I'm like a hope dealer. <laughs> yes, that is the best kind of dealer to be. <laughs> yeah, I am a hope dealer. I help people find hope in a world when sometimes it feels so dark or hard. And I help awaken their greatness and rise up into what they're who they're called to be, what they're called to do. By the tools that I give them mentally, I I literally am like Buzz Lightyear. They can plug into me and I give them the (laughs) energy and the mental capacity to do this again. Because, you know, sometimes like for everyone listening, don't you sometimes want to say, uncle, like, God, I just need a break from this. And I get it. I get it. I want to say it often. But what's our other choice? You know, our our other choice is give up or keep going. And and I'm saying to everyone, like, it is so worth keep going because 
we ultimately get to the other side of any challenge we ever hit. If we're listening to this, we got to every challenge thus far that's ever hit us. We have a hundred percent bounce back rate. Mm, So I would bet on that every day. And I started out my, you know, when you look back, you think, how in the world did I get here? I'm this five, two female coaching seven foot male (laughs) athletes in the NBA and the NHL and NFL and gosh, MLB, they're all over. And then CEOs or world leaders. I mean, I had a leader the other day that is an ambassador for a country that didn't even know was a country. I thought, where is the country? And I say that because I truly, it's because thankfully, you know, over 26 years being equipped, I'm an occupational therapist. I started out as an occupational therapist. I still am. Mm-hmm. But I started out in neuroscience and neuropsychology, taking care of traumatic brain injury patients. And that's where I, I mean, that's what I love doing. And I had the patients that were the hardest hit, the yeah. ones that they thought would never come back. They would never have a full recovery. They might never remember who their spouse, child, wife, husband is. They mm-hmm. may never walk again. Christopher Reeves came to our hospital. Wow. But I start there because... I had to people, I had to help people overcome the most extreme odds, never knowing that in my world, I would have to overcome odds and that this would become a theme for the work that I do, not only helping people overcome odds, but then help them to greatness. I, I, I just did what I knew what to do. And this became a whole anthem in my life, which is why the book that I wrote, The Art of Bouncing Back, because I've really been helping people learn how to bounce back, how to get back their confidence, how to find their flow again. And it's been such an honor, but you know, like anyone that has probably ever come on your podcast, it's not without challenge. It's not without adversity. And you know, Moira, and you've heard me share this, but it was when I was 25 that my first real setback came. Yeah. I mean, I saw my parents struggle a lot, but when I was married at the time, we had bought the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Mm-hmm. Wanted to start a family. I come from a world of athletes. So I thought, oh, I'm going to have the best <laughs> athlete kid. And yes. you know, all those dreams that you have in your head when you're 25. And my husband at the time, we, we bought the book and we were excited to start the family. And I had gone to see a chiropractor because I had hurt my sciatica. I had sciatic pain. Mm, yeah. And when I went to go get adjusted, when they manipulated my neck, they ripped the artery to my brain and I started bleeding and I didn't know I was bleeding. And I didn't know that eventually it would cut off the blood supply to the left side of my brain. So the irony of that was I was taking care of stroke patients right right when I had my own and I didn't have paralysis, thankfully. And I pushed myself through that situation, not rightfully so, not, you know, you don't want to do that, but I didn't want to kind of. I almost didn't want to accept that this is what was happening to me. I really didn't. And it's hard for me to even receive help. Yeah. So I thought I'm supposed to help people. I'm not supposed to receive this help. So I I really dumbed it down to the best that I could and hid a lot of the symptoms that I had. Wow. Uh, But it affected a lot of things in my life. A lot. Yeah. Uh, Everything. I mean, how could it not affect everything? Yeah. You know, and 
you, I was go, I went back and I was actually re-listening to your talk the other day, you know, when oh, we met that weekend and I heard you speak and you were, you were one of the ones that I was like, I cannot miss every single word. And I just sat there in that audience because you had, you had already capped, like you had captivated my heart just <laughs> on a one-on-one basis. And both my husband and I were there and, and got to hear you. Yeah. And it was so interesting listening to it again, because I was just so entranced with the story again, mm-hmm. that you were telling and you, you know, there's a a longer version of what Mm -hmm. you just said. And what just still in the the second time I heard it just took me so off guard Mm -hmm. was this moment where you talk about that moment that, you know, and so I want you to go into that where Mm -hmm. the doctor talked to you about, you know, if you were to choose to have children and and what that would look like and how you chose you chose life, you know, Mm -hmm. and it brings me to tears to like say that because as you were telling that from the stage, I'm thinking, you know, you're, you're so into the story and you're saying, and in that moment, I'm like, yeah. And in that moment, it's (laughs) over, you know, like in that moment, you curl up in the fetal position and in that moment you chose differently and it Mm -hmm. still astounds me. And I Mm -hmm. think, I can't wait to talk to her again, because how did you choose that? Mm -hmm. You know, but grace, but grace, yeah, grace. Yeah. You know, what happened was, so I, what, I wasn't diagnosed right away with the blood clot. They just misdiagnosed me and told me I had a tumor behind my head, which was actually blood pooling. So it, it, which hurt me even more because you're delayed in taking care of the the issue. But when I found out I had to go see a high risk group, Yale, I was at Yale university and their hospital. And so I go to see this high risk group to help to see if I could have children And I remember the doctor coming in and he says, you know, I could say this because I have children. He's like, but here's the thing. If you go ahead to try to have a child, if your blood pressure goes up at all, it could push this blood clot, which you could die and the child might live, but the child's going to be without a a mother. Do you want that? And I'm sitting there going, I'm 25 years old. I'm thinking, you know, the American dream, really all the things you dream of at that point. And I'm, and then I'm by myself later on going, I'm, you know, you feel like as a woman, like I'm supposed to provide this for my yeah. husband, our family and all the things that hit. And then the doctor says to me later, by the way, Dar, I don't want you to cough too hard. I don't want you to go on roller coasters. I don't want you to run your marathon. I was training for a marathon then. He's like, I don't want you to do any of these things that are going to increase your blood pressure. And all I kept hearing where was no, like, don't do this and yeah. don't do that. And it was like, just shut down life. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do this because if I could die any day, well then screw it. Like I'm, I'm going to live. I'm going to, I want to go change the world. I want to go make an impact. I want to, like, I was set on fire for like, then I'm going to go change the world. Then at that point I, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go fix healthcare because this is full. (laughs) And you know, Um, I mean, the fact that you chose that though, that that was your thought pattern. And I think that was probably conditioned from you coaching and teaching and helping Mm -hmm. so many people out of the, the absolute darkness. Like you said, you were working with people. It doesn't get any worse, you know? Right. Right. And you have to be their coach and their motivator because they come in, they're literally, they're on vacation and all of a sudden a car accident happens and their whole life is flipped upside down. They're going this can't possibly be the reality of my situation. And it is. 
So you have to sit there with them and go, I know this is not what you want, but I promise you we're going to find a way. So that scenario became my scenario. And I literally was like, is this really happening? That I was like, well, then we've got to find a way like this. This is not how life's going to be. So yes, I was trained from seeing my mom go through heart, multiple heart issues and challenges. She was so resilient to then obviously who I worked with, the patients Mm. to them myself. So I kind of had a training before I needed it to do what I needed to do. I used my own medicine. (laughs) You did use your own medicine. Oh my gosh. And to choose to choose life, you know, that, I mean, that has to, that's a risk every day. Yeah. It is yeah. still a risk, right? This yeah. is still present in your body. The, yeah. the reality is you live with that thought of it could end at any moment, right? Oh yeah. Cause I've had three strokes total now. My third one was just a couple years ago and you're 50% more likely once you have one stroke to have another. So, I mean, I don't know what the future holds and, and, no one does. I, no yeah. one. Does. And I, and, but I know that statistically it's not my favor. I choose to not dwell on that. Right. I understand the reality of it, but I choose not to dwell on it. So I just say, Oh, sugar, let's go. <laughs> like, well, let's go. What do we have to lose? Let's make the best out of this 24 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is amazing. And truly like looking back, do you think that without that diagnosis, without that experience that is so traumatic, mm-hmm. would your life have, I mean, your life wouldn't look, obviously you don't have children. You thought you I, could have had children, but yeah. the things that you've accomplished, the person that yeah. you've become, don't you see, I'm sure that that yeah. became your superpower instead of your greatest detriment? 1000% yeah. yes, truly. And I, I mean, you hear this all the time, but it, your adversity can advance us in ways yes. that we never thought possible. Yes. But had I gone down that road, stayed, you know, I've been a hospital administrator, <clears throat> ran companies like I was, married with children, all of that would have been beautiful, but it's not what was part of my plan. Yes. And as a result of this shift in what my life now is, I would never have been able to help over like, it's been over a hundred thousand people that I've been able to help over 26 years. Like there's no way it could have been able to do that. So yes, everything is a trade-off and sacrifice in our life. There just is. And we know, you know, when you're pouring into your family, that there's going to be a trade-off in certain parts of your life, but then you'll bear fruit from your children as they grow and what you pour into them. So there's beauty in all of this. Mm -hmm. And there's also sacrifice in all of this. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was literally just having this conversation on the way home with my son who is in a very tough, literally baseball season, tough baseball Mm -hmm. season. And it's three months and it seems like the worst thing ever. And I was like, listen, yes, the biggest challenges of my life. I learned so much that prepared me. Like I never would have had the then success that I had, had it not been for that horrible thing that I thought Mm -hmm. was setting me back. Mm -hmm. actually propelled me forward. And I think that's not just perspective. You know, it's not just 2020 vision looking back. It's also cultivating a mindset where you start to see everything like that. So then the next thing that comes, because there's always going to be another storm, you start to see maybe, maybe this is a gift. Even though Mm -hmm. on the outside looking in, it looks like tragedy or it Mm -hmm. looks horrible or it looks, you know, hard. It's a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It's a something... Mm -hmm. 
maybe this is a gift. There's always gifts within it. Always, always. And when you mentally start to prepare for that, like you said, and you start Mm -hmm. to reframe where your mind is seeing it all for good, even in the most horrific situations. I look at even 9-11 living uh, in the East Coast and growing up there. That was so hard. But uh, there was so much unity after. Uh, There was so much love for our fellow brothers and sisters. There was, you know, out of the ruins came new life, came one world tower, you know? Yes. But that's like a metaphor for all of us, you know, out of the storm, out of the ashes, then sprouts something new. And and we bond through vulnerability. We don't bond through all of our successes. Now we need the wins to know what works, but we need the losses to know how to adjust. And we bond through vulnerability. Nowhere does someone walk in the room and be like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm this, this, and this. And don't you want to be friends with me? You're like, right. no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you walk right. in a room and you're like, just, I want the real person. Yes. I don't want whole showboating. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I am dying to read your book. Like I cannot wait. I mean, everything you speak to, everything that you are, everything that you I've heard you teach. It's just like, it's, it's magic for me. I just want oh, to gobble it up. You. So the art of bouncing back, it's mm-hmm. launching very soon. So probably yeah. literally within days of this podcast yeah. dropping. Yes. And what I want you to do, if you can, is can you kind of go into some of the pillars of the book or the tenets of the mm-hmm. book and give us a little sneak peek into that? Because with your knowledge base and everything <laughs> that you have in that tiny little head of yours, I'm sure it was hard to take. This is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. This was. Well, one, three, having three strokes, I'm t- it is so hard to get from here to here for me. Yeah. I could speak it better than I could write it. Mm. And so the publisher, I'm trying to find a page in here I want to show you, but the publisher was talking to me and they're like, all of these people who just, they call this the dar difference. But after mm. we work together, they're like, oh, there's a dar difference. Like you just met with dar. <laughs> and so uh. someone said that, I was like, wow, that, I, I mean, wow. I felt... I felt such a sense of honor and gratitude yes. because I give everything I have to everyone yes. I work with. They become like family to me and I take it with a lot of seriousness and fun, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you, and so it was like, well, what, what is it? How do you help people bounce back? And I was like, well, I never put words to it. I never yeah. put like a formula, but as I sat, I worked through this with everyone and I, and it literally became very apparent. I do. There is a formula there. I just never put a name to it. So it's, you know, it's the art of bouncing back. And the Mm -hmm. reason I call it this is because in life I would, I literally carry around for years, bouncy balls. Let me try to. So I have these bouncy balls. And the reason I have them is when a player would get so serious, I'd throw this against the wall. And they were like, what the hell is she doing? And I was like, you've got to get out of your own head right yes. now. And I go, and by the way, you don't know where this ball is going to go. It, yes. You know, when you throw a bouncy ball, it just like, like it literally, you don't know where it goes. Yeah. But that's life. We don't know where the next bounce is going to be or how it's going to go. But if we stay mentally agile, we are so much mm. more apt to be successful, to ride the wave, to handle it better emotionally. Yes. So. I started carrying that around plus also for them to have fun with it. But the harder you throw a bouncy ball, 
Ah. the higher up you bounce after. So the harder the hit, the higher it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. So this became this whole metaphor and this was supposed to only be a chapter and it became a whole book. So, (laughs) but it became the nine principles. And then in the book here, there is nine principles and they go in like a circle because Mm -hmm. life is not linear. It's not like you start off with one you go all the way to nine and then you're good. No, like something else is coming. And sometimes something triggers us and we got to go back. So examples of this would be, I start off with embrace the suck. That's principle one, because no way in the world should I come along. And you just got into a major accident. You had a diagnosis. You went through a divorce. Something happened to your child there's no way I'm coming alongside and be like, oh, well, this is what you should be thinking and doing now. I I would tell the person to go take a hike. (laughs) Yes, totally. (laughs) So I work through that in there and and explaining why we have to meet people where they are and ourselves in that pain. And I, and, but then once we meet us where we are, now we've Mm -hmm. got to do something about this. And then I start giving you the tools and I start with building your emotional foundation. Because once I build this foundation, which is what I do with everyone with what is your hard wiring? How were you made? Uh, You know, what are your gifts and talents? Because all this stuff could be taken away, but no one takes away your gifts. No one takes away your talents. No one takes away your knowledge. Like you, no no money in the world could take away the knowledge you have in your head. You have it now. And how you're hardwired. I can't do an Excel spreadsheet to save my damn life (laughs) <laughs> but I could come out and teach these principles like like no one else. Like I know yeah. where I'm gifted in and I know where I'm not gifted and I yeah. stay out of that lane. Right. But when challenges come, when after my strokes and I was like, okay, Dar, so what happens if I was paralyzed? Can I still speak? Well, then I could still communicate. Then I could still mm. awaken greatness. I could still get online if I can't fly there. And this is before COVID. So I was already preparing going, Yeah, I know how I'm going to reframe this. I know what's not taken away from me. And I know what I could still give. And if I still have life, then I still get to serve, period. Mm. But this comes from mental fitness. I have yeah. to, I work on this every darn day. You can't go to the gym one time a month and right. expect to have perfect cardiac health. Yes. No way. Well, oh. how do you think we're going to have brain health right. and mental fitness if we're only once in a while paying attention to, Hey, I gotta, I gotta make sure my foundation is good. Right. Am I solid in my thinking? Am I solid in my heart? Where are my emotions? Are they all over the place or do I need to check back in? Yes. You know, there are things we need to do to get back to center. Mm. So then we can keep working on all these things. So yes. these are the principles that I start teaching in the book to help you so that when you get to principle nine, which is turn the page, you could take that pain that you went through or that hardship and turn the page so you could start a new chapter with a, you're going to be elevated when you start that new chapter. Yeah. You just are because you mentally did the work. You're on another stone that you get to step on, which rises you higher. Oh, so good. So yeah. good. I yeah. mean, this is like, you are speaking. This is my love language. <laughs> Like I hear so many things that I embody and, and have just taken ownership in my own belief system and, and thoughts. And it's like, you know, I always talk about whenever you're going through something, I love the concept that I learned when I was 21 years old and getting sober way back then. Yeah. Somebody said, and, and it wasn't even sobriety that I was like struggling with. It was something in early sobriety, but somebody said to me, you have to lean into the pain. 
lean yeah. into it. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, yeah. no, no. I'm, just, I'm just trying to like push it away and get away from it and not feel it. And that concept, and I, I've gone through a lot of things in those 24 years of sobriety. And I always remember in those moments of extreme uncomfortability, yeah. lean into the pain, you know? And then the other thing is, is look for the solution. Like yes. we've got to look for the solution instead of being in the problem, you know? Yes. It's That's just where is our focus. Yeah. You know, this is something from a mental health standpoint where I am so grateful people are talking, yeah. but if we just keep staying in the pain right. and staying in the pain and staying in the pain, well, what you focus on, you feel, mm -hmm. you focus on, you start to behave like you can't get out of it. It's yeah. quicksand. So it is. Moira, you are so right. We have to find a solution. Yeah. Okay. And everything changes. Yeah. Yes. Just totally. and it's the same. We're talking about the same shift from this is the end of the world to how in some crazy way is this a gift? How can God, yeah. how is God going to use this? It's yeah. that, it's that 180 shift yeah. that those thoughts and those questions change everything, everything. New. And for people listening, don't hear us say that we don't want you to identify what that is. You do. You have to embrace it. Mm -hmm. Like we said, identify it, but then you have to do something with it. But yes. we, it's not like something happens and you're like, oh, what's the gift right now? No, you're usually like, what the hell is going on? Right. And once you get the, what the, hey, hey, out of the way, and you're like, okay, I got this. Now you can go, so what is this teaching me? Yes. What do I have to learn from this? What do I need to do about this? Because mm -hmm. you have to take action. Yes. And what I love is that you also talked about flexing that muscle every single day because we have an opportunity to condition our minds to ask those questions in little things yes. every day. So when the yeah. big things come, you know, yeah. I, have, I have this silly experience the other day. I was like stuck in traffic. It was a long day. I was exhausted. And then for some reason, traffic wasn't moving. And I went down one road, I couldn't get through. And then I couldn't get through. And I finally thought I got there and the road was blocked. Oh. Like I had to turn around and I oh. was like, <gasps> like about to scream literally yeah. it probably was in my car. And I said, how is this a gift? Like, you know, and that's yeah. how it starts is like, yes, yes. Lord have mercy. How yeah. is this a gift? And you're almost rolling your eyes at yourself. And then I thought, I have an hour. I never have an hour. Right. I could, I could like wander Barnes and Noble. I haven't done that in a decade, you know, and yeah. I started to yeah. see because mm -hmm. of that one question, but that one little mm -hmm. example of something so trivial is what also conditioned me to ask myself that when my son got a life-changing diagnosis and I was mm -hmm. in, I was at the bottom of the barrel, at the mm -hmm. bottom of the barrel, you know? It's like people just, I want so desperately for people to understand that we get exercise, exercising our bodies every day, yeah. but we need to look at our mindset the exact yeah. same way. And when I wake up and I'm short on time or I've overslept, I choose my mindset every yeah. single, because I, 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 I have, I usually work out, you know, five, six days a week. So if I don't work out on a Tuesday because I'm short on time, it's not the end of the world. I'm going to get it yeah. in the next day, but I will not. Impressed. You'll be fine. <laughs> but I will not skimp yeah. on at least 10 minutes of getting yeah. my mind right in the morning. Yeah. 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 Win the morning, 
then you could start to win your day. But if you don't win the morning, it's really hard to win the day. Yes. You really want to set your intention on the day. And even when you get up, just asking yourself, just like you did in the car, that was, it's just so beautiful because it helps you reframe and, and readjust and reset your mindset. But in the morning, you want to say, okay, what is the day ahead of me? How do I want to show up to this day? And then start visualizing, oh, you have a meeting at this time. You're going to meet this friend and go, okay, when I go to that meeting, how do I want to show up? What's the intention? What do I want them to feel when they encounter me? Mm. People don't do this and you have to say- They don't do this. No. I call it, so this is is why we're so connected on a soul level. I call it pre-pave your day. Pre-pave the day. Watch yes. yourself go through it. When is it going to be tricky? When is it going to be hard? Mm-hmm. When are you going to be mm-hmm. triggered? And mm-hmm. when you're triggered, what do you want to choose? Who do you yeah. want to show up as? Pre-paving yes. your day, it's a game changer. It's literally what the pros do when they're yeah. visualizing their game. They have yeah. to see what it's going to be like. The Navy SEALs plan out the whole strategy. Even if it goes wrong, what do we do? So why would we not do this for our days? Mm, Right? Absolutely. You know why? Because it's, it's simple in theory, but it's time, which means you have to create the time to do it. It's the same with working out. We know you don't need to buy another book, truly none of us on how to exercise. Right. There might be another way that's really good, or maybe a better you know, uh, set up for it, but you know, what we all know what to do, right? It's making the time and the the intention to do it. Yeah. And I believe, and I I think you would agree, take making the time to do this mindset work is a lot smaller time commitment than a 30 minute, 45 minute workout. Like we're not talking about sitting down for 60 minutes every morning to prepare your mindset for the day. We're talking about such simple, doable things that feel good too. Exercise yes. is hard. Like, yeah. It yeah. feels good in comparison. 10 minutes. Five to 10 minutes. Yeah. Five to 10 minutes. You could literally set your whole intention for the day. And, and I'll say, I shared this too, but put a song on, whether it's your phone or your Google home or your Alexa, that's an anthem. So pl- set mm. at night. Hey, I'm, you know, I don't want to say the word cause she's going to pick up the song if I say it, but you tell <laughs> your We'll call it Google Home. So could tell, hey, set it for 615 to Aretha Franklin, respect. Set oh. it to Biggie, you know, set it yes. to, uh, you know, Maroon 5, whatever it is, but set some song. So when the alarm goes off, it is not an annoying, annoying sound in your ear. It's a song. So your brain is already like, oh, okay, here we go. Oh my gosh. I love that tip. It's so simple. It takes, it, it takes no time. That's just something you're setting tonight. Literally go do it. You'll see you just wake up in a better mindset just by having a song that you love. Now, if you live with, they don't like the same music. Well, you got to trade ways. (laughs) I'm already thinking champion hall of fame. Cause I have, right. I have the, we all have those songs that we put on. To get yes. us into state. Why are we not waking up to them? That's such a great idea. Come out of the tunnel. We are coming out of the tunnel of life. Yes. So set it. Come out of the tunnel with great intention. Oh, I love the athletic references. <laughs> so good. It's so Whole good. World. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so good. Well, I am so excited. Thank so you. I want you to, I, I want to ask you a couple more questions before we wrap, because we could talk for hours, but I won't keep you that long. I know you're pretty much on a book tour right now, yes. right? Yes. I'm very much. Life so. is 
crazy upside down. But I want to ask you a couple different things. Is there, besides the art of bouncing back, which is going to change so many lives, is there anything that you can say, because I love to know people that I have this much respect for, like, have there been books or people or, you know, influences Mm -hmm. in your life that have just been pivotal for you? Yeah, yeah. Lori Beth Jones for sure wrote Jesus's life coach, which was game changer for me. And then John Gordon wrote the carpenter, which was amazing. Mm. And they're just these little, you know, I love even Tuesdays with Maury. I love, I love my other friend wrote rethinking success, which was, is really good about what we think success is and what success truly should be. But Mm you know, even rising strong with Brene Brown. And there's just so many. That's why I love the power of books is it is people are literally pouring out their wisdom that they have been given this gift to share. And I mean, you can't even get coached or go to a conference or anything for the price of a book. So you're getting the wisdom of a book and my favorite rooms are when I could walk in, like I'm looking, I have books all over my office right here. I could sit with in a cafe or in a library and be so happy with book and people and music and just read. And, and oftentimes I end up scanning certain things. Then I go to, like, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not always good at finishing it through in one day, Yeah, but I might start something and then I'll be reading two books at one Mm -hmm. time just yeah. to have my mind have a little break on it. Yeah. But all to say those, there's so many great books that have been out there. And, you know, the other one too is our good friend, but when John and Catherine wrote Relationship Grit, mm. so good too, because we don't talk enough about how to make for good relationships. Either. Yes, we don't talk enough about it. Uh, I, I Absolutely. And I just, I love your emphasis on, and I remember hearing, I think it was Tony Robbins, like probably 10 plus years ago, really breaking down that concept and it's obvious, but it's not like, here are some of the greatest thought leaders of our time. And they have taken their lifetime of wisdom and strategically written it out in a book. And we just don't sometimes give that enough value. Books have fundamentally created me really because every single book shifts you and changes you a little bit and allows you to have these different perspectives and these different ahas and you come to believe different things and see things differently books are books are my favorite too I remember we built our house and my interior designer I love modern and she was very much of the modern aesthetic and she's like no bookcases and I was like drawing the line (laughs) drawing the line all the bookcases. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see all the books. Yes. They make me so happy. Yes. 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 Oh, oh my I gosh. So it. you brought up one other thought though. You brought up the book Redefining Success, which I have not read. So I'm going to Amazon it as soon as we get off. Rethinking this call. success. Oh, rethinking Doug Holiday. Yeah. Rethinking by who it's by Doc Holiday. Doug Holiday. Doug Holiday. Okay. I was like, Doc Holiday? <laughs> Doug Holiday. So in regards to that. How would you define success for yourself? I really look at success and greatness in the sense that as Kobe Bryant best said it, Mm. it's not so much in what we accomplish, but it's how we live our life that inspires someone else to want to live a better life because of how we walked it out. Mm. 
So I really pray every day. I get it. And, and think about how powerful this, it is not tied to a title. When I just talked, it wasn't tied to money. It wasn't tied to a role. And all of those things all have a place and a space and it's beautiful. But my point was, is I know I've been successful when I've lived out a day that if a child, a six-year-old looked at me and said, I hope I could have it. I could do the work that you do. I could carry out a life like you do or anyone. I mean, not even just six year old, but anyone yeah. saw my life and thought that inspired me to be better. And today, ironically, I got an email from a doctor who said, go a text that said, go read your email. So I went to the email. It's a newsletter he puts out and he starts writing in there. I had Dar speak at my mastermind years ago about what raising the bar in excellence was. And he said, and one of the things she brought up was, when you get to the grocery store, put your carriage back. Don't just put it on like a curb because then it's going to roll off and hit someone else's car. And I said, I started talking about don't take the shortcuts because people watch you and then they think, oh, where else is she shortcutting it? Right. And what is the level of excellence? And like when people are in the grocery store, I'll say to them, now that you've heard me speak, don't put the bananas where the deodorant are. Like, yes. you don't at least bring them to the cash register, but don't yes. just put them down because what you're saying is someone else could pick up after me. Right. That's not a level of excellent mindset. Mm -hmm. So he says, this is years ago. And he shows a picture of a cart on the curb. And he goes, that was me. I put the cart on the curb. I got in the car, car and all I could think is Dar would never let this happen. <laughs> so he goes, I got out of the car. I went and put the cart back, but he's like, it made me think, gosh, how can I level up and be better? Yeah. How can I show up better? And I thought, now that to me is a success for a day because yes. this is years ago that he mm -hmm. keeps and all the people that share these messages with me, yeah. what it does is it inspires me and it also keeps me sharp because mm -hmm. I won't say anything from stage that I'm not trying my best at right. doing Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that. It's, it's who you're being in the world yes. and, and how you're impacting and how you're influencing others. That's, yeah. that is truly the level of success. I mean, I, I know I've always been, and, and you are too, we're very driven in our careers and we, right. we want to do big things, but you know, when you have those moments of clarity that you realize I, I could get paid a 20th of what I do and I would keep doing the exact same thing yeah. that yeah. your satisfaction yeah. truly comes from impact. It is yes. a beautiful, beautiful place to arrive at. It is. If I won the lotto, I would just be taking maybe the summer off, but I wouldn't change anything I'm doing. I would not yes. change literally yeah. nothing. No, uh, I would probably, and you know what? I'd probably add more things I would be doing to reach more people. Right. I right. Away. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like you'd find me on a beach, never working again. I would lose no. my marbles. Yes. And, and I can remember when I stepped into coaching about 10 years ago, I will never forget having that epiphany. I started to have a lot of success and we were on a family vacation. I think we were in Hawaii and my husband and I like broke away from the toddlers and we were walking on the beach and he was like, you know, what you're doing is so amazing. And he was of course talking about like the financial plan. And he was like, this changes things. Like we could retire at this age and da, 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 da. And I just remember looking at him being like, I don't know what you're going to be doing at 50, but like, yeah. I'm not stopping. Like, no. I, it doesn't <laughs> matter if there's a billion dollars in the bank. Like, right. I, I can't, I'm never going. And I remember being so filled with gratitude 
because I thought most people don't get to experience that. Most people work to get to a point where they can retire. Yeah. And we're not destined for that. That's a whole nother podcast. Like go to what you're called to, you know, we all are called to something that lights our soul on fire Mm -hmm. and not enough people are doing the work that they're called to. I, I agree with this so much that a woman who's married to someone in pro sports was having a hard time. And she said to me, you've hit the lotto. And I thought, do you, do you know something? I don't know. (laughs) But I looked and I'm like, no, pretty sure I didn't. And she says, no, you did. You literally get to do what you love every day. And she said, she gave up her career. Mm obviously for, which is, you know, she was fully in support of it, but she's ready to get back. Yeah. And she said, I feel so lost at this moment. She says, we have all the money we need in the world, Mm -hmm. but I have no purpose. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I'm getting up for anymore. Mm -hmm. And my heart just hurt for her. And she's like, and I look at you and, you know, you have all the wealth in the world of purpose. And I thought, wow. And so we ended up quickly finding her purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's our real mission. Quick, right? Real You're quick. You're the hope dealer. The hope dealer. Oh, yeah. I love that you started out with that because I remember going through an exercise years ago where I was like, it was like def- defining your superpower. And it's very hard sometimes to see your own superpower. And I asked, you know, it was like, go ask your family and friends. And everyone said, You're a belief builder. You're just oh, using your belief. Nice. And I was like, oh. I felt yes. so honored, but I was like, oh yeah, I do. I just believe in people like intrinsically, you know, I can't not, but oh, to wait. be able to do that. Uh-oh, in what you got? Ted Lasso. Oh yes, I love believe. it. Believe, believe. Yes. There's for oh, you. Oh my gosh, yes. I love uh, it. Well, I Dar, tell it. me, I love your heart too. Tell me where we can find the book. where we can find you, where we can find everything that you're doing in the world. I I'm just going to, I'm going to find you wherever you are. So tell everybody where they can find you. Join me on the journey. Join me on the journey. So you could go to coachstar.com. The book Mm -hmm. is there. You can go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any bookstore. You could obviously get the book. And uh, if it's not there, request it, but you could go on, you could order a copy. And the, the one thing I'm saying about this too, is this is something meant we are taught to go get an MBA. We're taught how to do business. We're Mm -hmm. taught how to study a language. We're taught how to, you know, even in a sport, there's a lot of things we're taught, but no one is teaching us the mental tools per se on how to handle life when you get hit. Mm -hmm. And there's not that many. There are some, we need more, right? We need more. I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one, but in this, I at least give you the tools to start so yeah. you, you might need it to build the mental fortitude you need, but someone else may need it that you want to buy it and pay it forward to. So get one, connect with me on coachstar.com and then social media on Instagram. I put so much free content on there. Mm-hmm. I literally every day am pouring something out into the world on there. So you can meet me at the coach dar, T-H-E and then coach dar. So the coach dar join me because there's some of that's exclusive content. Like what goes on a story is not being shown anywhere else. Yeah. Obviously all the other channels you could find me. And then fireside is a fireside app. Mark Cuban created a platform and I have a show every day, 10 AM where I give five minutes of mental fuel. It's called a daily dose of dar. I so, didn't know that. That's amazing. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 
So I get on, I have a weekly show, but then I have a five minute mental, as long as I'm not traveling, I give you a daily dose. You go back and listen to it any day and just get a dose of DAR. You can get mental fuel, five minute mental fuel or less. I love that. Well, I'm tuning into that right away. I did not know that. That's so awesome. Follow me on social. I share what's coming up on Fireside. So everything really comes to Instagram. If Instagram changes, I'm in trouble because that's where (laughs) I put stuff. Same. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and I will link everything in the show notes. And what I really want to emphasize too about the book is grab a few, because this is a book I feel like you're not only going to want for yourself, but you're going to want to have in those moments where you know somebody needs to read it, you know, you need to give it. And, you know, there are probably, I would think there's people like, oh, I'm pretty good right now. I don't need the art of bouncing back. I feel like you need this because the storm will come. The storm will come. Mental fitness, build your foundation, build your mental foundation in your house strong now. You will, when it hits, you won't go down as hard. That's the difference. That's the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Dar, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you. I adore you. It's been such a pleasure and an honor. And I can't wait till we see each other soon. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. Make sure first things first, everything that you need to connect with Coach Dar is in the show notes below, but go get this book as soon as you can. The Art of Bouncing Back. Trust me, it's on my bedside table. You want to read it. You're going to want to devour it. You're going to want to give it to your friends. And guys, just thanks for joining in today. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. If you will, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. Give the show a review. It helps to push it out. And again, thanks for joining in. We'll see you next week.